0: I'm Brennan C. Adams and you know, on today's show we have Saba Ali. You know this is a different show like this is a whole new style. I've been being creative lately and creating shows that give you different insights so it's not just another interview show. I wanted to show you I want to bring Saba on because for one she's a rock star. She's killing college but this is somebody who started work with us two years ago with our company and she really believed in the vision. She's Been able to, she's actually the one that got me on Grant Cardone's show. She's the one that had booked flights in the last minute notice, even the one that got me into where I was with Kevin Harrington and made the deal for him to do the crowdfunding campaign with us and the book, Put a Shark in Your Tank, and has been there along the journey. And she met me, or actually, she heard me speak at an event at Iowa State University, similar to the story of when I went and heard Cactus Shack Behringer speak. And I ended up following up with him, reading the book, Thinking are Rich, learning from him, and, well, end up following the things that he taught me and doing it in my own way. Well, Saba is a big success story. Saba, the story that I'm about to share with you is basically one of the main reasons why I do what I do, because people go out and they really do something with their life. She heard me speak at Iowa State University two years ago, and she didn't want to go to the presentation, but she went, she was engaged, she, like, was inspired, and then what she ended up doing is taking my business card, or she asked for my business card, followed up. She became an intern for Young Entrepreneur Convention for the first year um, and the second year. But first year, she put on the fashion show. It led her to working with us in PR, helping us with our events, and be a key component to our team. And, and now she just launched her book, Enrolling in Confidence. is an Amazon bestseller, and she has the podcast show, Dorm Rooms and Conference Rooms. This is a rock star college student. You're gonna see what she has learned from being directly under me, working with me, and and assistant and PR and everything else. Gonna learn great tips for any college students that want to learn how to have success and how to overcome mindset. And you're gonna be inspired by this story. Heck, I almost teared up at one point um, from this from this story. But before we jump into this, I wanna ask you a question. Are you investing in your personal brand? Just like Sabah Ali has done, she invests in her brand and build up her authority. Are you investing in your brand? What are you doing to build your personal brand? Are you creating videos? Are you doing podcast shows? Are you doing photo shoots? Are you creating the right website? Are you getting PR? If you don't know how to do that, hey, it's all right. We know how to do it. What we do with Accelerate Media Group is we help you build your personal brand, get media attention, and even give you assets you can use for video and to help you connect with influencers. So if you're looking to build your personal brand and really take it seriously, then contact us. It's at AccelerateMediaGroup.com. I work one-on-one with you, and you get my team who has done everything with us from creating our shows, creating our campaigns, everything. You get them to work with you on your business. So go to AccelerateMediaGroup.com. Well, let's jump right into it with Saba Ali. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. I'm Brandon C. Adams, and on today's show, we have a guest who has been listening to the show for a long time. She has been, well... She's been working with our team for two years now and actually somebody that has heard me speak at Iowa State University and has become kind of a mini version of me and even the person, most people know, that landed me on the Grant Cardone Show. Today we have Saba Ali. How's it going, Saba?
1: What's going on, Brandon? I'm super excited to finally be on your show because I have been listening to it for a while now and I've always wanted to be a guest on it, so I'm really excited.
0: It's a reality (laughs) now, you know. It's a reality because you've added so much value to our team and you kept building your brand. It's been cool to see where you've gone over the past two years. And I look at it, I see like Jack was my mentor and I was slowly becoming a mini version of Jack, and you were like becoming a mini version of me <laughs> in your own way. And in this show, I really want to just really get the audience to see what you've learned in this journey. Working with me and just your perspective, and the, I want you to just straight out tell it all because there might be things where I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. Um, <laughs> working with me and what you've learned and just some advice for younger entrepreneurs too because, I mean, you're in college, you're a junior now, going into your senior year, um, and, and you've, you've done some cool things from creating a podcast show, becoming a best-selling author, working your brand, and then working with us on some big things, and you've been a mm-hmm. vital component to some of the, the jobs that we've worked on. So first, give the audience a quick little overview of who you are, where where you're from, and uh, your younger days. I mean, younger. You're twenty, twenty one. <laughs>
1: <I>, I'm twenty. <laughs> twenty
0: 20 going to be 21 twenty one in like a month, but yep. uh Your your years in high school and just in college, early before you met me.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I was born and raised in Ames, Iowa. So I went to school here, elementary middle school, high school. And back in those days, I was a very, very shy person. So I remember even when I was like really young, I would always be around my mom, I wouldn't really want to go hang out with my friends or anything. But when I came to high school, it was kind of like when you go to high school, you kind of start experimenting with your friends trying out new things. But I was still kind of that shy person. But I remember it was my freshman year in high school, I met this guy, and we started dating. A couple months in, it was okay, but then it just started to be a really bad relationship, and for those people who are in high school, obviously, been through high school, I mean, when you're in a relationship, you feel like that's the only thing that's in your life, and that's kind of how I felt, so throughout high school, those weren't really the best years for me, just because that was a bad relationship for me, and it was really hard to get out of that relationship, and then on top of that, when I was going to my junior year of high school that summer, my mom had passed away. So that was a struggle just because uh, it's me and two other siblings, and I was the closest to my mom. So going through that, through high school, being in a bad relationship was just so tough for me. And I just felt like I would never get out of that relationship. But um, I graduated high school in 2014, and then I came to college here at Iowa State University. So... I was still transitioning. I still was in that relationship, but I just wanted to be done with it at that point. I was just so frustrated, and he was actually like blackmailing me, and I was just so like overwhelmed in my mind. I just wanted to get out. So I finally got out of that relationship when I was a freshman, and I was just living a college life. I mean, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I was just going to classes, making new friends and stuff, but... That was kind of my high school years until I was a sophomore in college. And then that's when I met you, Brandon. So
0: before you met me, what was kind of your mindset? Like, what did you think was possible? What were, and I know it's, it's tough because you lost your mom and mm-hmm. you, it was, you didn't really, it was harder to have like the family atmosphere and especially the fact with the relationship, like what, what was your mindset before you met me? Like, did you know what you wanted to do? Like, what was your focus? Was it going out on the weekends? Like, what was that?
1: So in high school and stuff, my mindset was just really like, just to have fun and do what everybody else was doing. I mean, Everybody would just be hanging out on the weekends, really doing whatever, getting that job. I remember I actually got a job when I was, I think, a junior in high school, just worked at retail. And I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, I got my first job. Like, I'm actually becoming an adult now. But, I mean, when I lost my mom, it was just really hard. I was like, okay, like, what am I going to do now? Like, she's not going to be here to watch me graduate. She's not going to be here for my wedding. Like, anything like that. And it's tough, especially since you're so close um, to like your family and your mother. But I didn't really see that much possibility when I was in high school. I knew ever since I was young, I really loved fashion. And I actually was interested in entrepreneurship, but I really didn't exactly know what it meant to be an entrepreneur and how much hard work it was to put into becoming one. And I always thought it would just like come to me. Like, I didn't know you actually had to go out there, put yourself out there and talk to people. So and that was kind of what my mindset was. I didn't really see that much out in the open. I was just kind of in my little head when I was in high school.
0: So when did you first? So like the presentation, I'll never forget. By the way, when you you were at it, so why did you even? Why were you in there?
1: Yes, yeah, so this is one of my favorite stories. I love to tell. So it was when I was a sophomore, at Iowa State University. It was during Business Week, actually in the fall. And I remember that week, I was really sick. I had an ear infection. I couldn't hear out of one ear. But I remember my professor told me that there's these speakers that if you go to get extra credit for your class, and knowing me, I'm an overachiever, so of course, I wanted to go to get extra credit. So I was looking at the list of the speakers, and I saw one that said, like, about entrepreneurship. I was like, okay, I'm kind of interested in that, so why not go check that one out? So... And I walked in, I sat around the front to the middle row, and I was just waiting. And in my mind, I was like, what am I doing here? I'm so frustrated. I'm sick. I could be sleeping in my bed right now. And I honestly didn't like to listen to speakers just because they would always bore me. Like, they would just lecture me, and I'd, like, pretty much almost fall asleep. But I was waiting there. Then, Brandon, you walk in, and you're all happy and stuff. And I'm over here. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. It's going to be the longest, like, 45 minutes to hour um, lecture, but I was just waiting. You were setting up your camera, but then, literally, the minute you started talking, I got so engaged to what you were saying and the conversation that you were having with everybody who was watching. Because what you did differently than any other speaker that I ever listened to was you asked us a question, and it was something about like being passionate or something. I can't like exactly remember what you said, but it engaged me so much. And then you started to talk about your your journey through Iowa State and then after you graduated and then what you're doing now. And just for some reason, it just was so inspiring to me. And after that, you mentioned something about the Young Entrepreneur Convention. And you're like, hey, I'm doing this event in Des Moines in April and I need interns for it. And myself, I was a sophomore and I always wanted to do an internship. And usually for sophomores, they don't, you don't get internships when you're a sophomore. It's usually when you're a junior or senior. So I was like, hey, if I get this one, I'll be ahead of the game. So I remember after you got done speaking, I didn't want to go up to you and talk to you just because I was sick and I was kind of shy. So I asked for your business card. I was like, hey, can I get your business card? You're like, yeah, sure. And then later that day, I remember I emailed you um, about the uh, speak, the speech yeah. and about interning for you.
0: So – I'm really curious here. And by the way, I was watching uh, my video, Overnight Success, Years in the Making. And very good video. If you've not seen it, we'll put on the notes, but also you can find it on YouTube. And it shows like my clips of when I started. And it shows at the end, like, I don't know, there's like a dozen quick scenes of me on TV and, and speaking and, and all these things. And one of them was a clip. And I remember the title showed like one of my book covers, but it showed me speaking in front of that class, which there was you in the front seat. And, Mm -hmm. and it, it's insane because I remember it. And I remember briefly, you just said, Hey, you got a card? And I didn't think much of it, (laughs) but the fact that you followed up. So my first question is what was the biggest thing you took away from that presentation that you'll never forget?
1: I think the biggest thing was everything that you went through to get to where you were at. Because the one story that I won't ever forget that you told me was when you were delivering ice And you were super stressed out because you were, like, managing employees for your ice company or the corporation that you were working for. And you were driving on the interstate, and then all of a sudden, like, your body just, like, shut down. And you didn't know what was going on. And I just remember that story, and it just opened up my eyes, like, oh, my gosh, like, that's crazy. And then I remember you were saying how, like, you didn't go to the hospital or anything, but then later that night, you realized what happened. You're like, I don't want to be working stressing out and doing all this like i could be like i could have died back then so you told yourself okay i want to start doing stuff that i actually want to do in life and that opened up my eyes i was like like that's so true why would you want to work for somebody hating your job and then realizing one day like regretting everything that you would have ever done so i think that was the major takeaway that i got from
0: you yeah and it's it was an interesting point in my life and that's why the shows even came about and to, to be able to make sure people don't go through them the same experiences and the grind. I mean the journey, it's always a grind and people won't always remember what you say, but they'll remember how they made you feel. they'll remember mm-hmm. how you made them feel and like that's for you. It made you feel in that way. But the one point takeaway, you followed up. You emailed me that day, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same day.
0: Most people don't do that and a lesson to be learned here, Saba followed up and she went to a presentation. How we have – we can really relate. I similarly, while I was a software junior in college, I had opportunity to do extra credit for a class, Speech oh. Comp 212. I went to a, a speech and I'm like, ah, we'll go to his Cactus Shack Behringer. Well, I followed up and emailed him and got him as a mentor which led me to many big things today. Because I followed up, but I added value, and I was very persistent. So you followed up. That's it. Yeah. I know it sounds simple. Most people don't follow up. So followed up, and okay. So one another lesson to be learned there is if you're in college right now, go to speaking like take advantage of these things. Like you get them for free. You can just you're paying for it in your tuition. Go to these different extra credit speakers. Go to these like um, events that they have because you are already paying for it through your tuition go to it because once you're out <laughs> college you're <laughs> out um and you learn you never know when that speech could change your life just like that one did so now going after that followed up you end up becoming an intern for young arts work convention and this was the fall of 2015 before YEC was that even a thing we were in the process of creating that
1: mm-hmm. what was
0: that experience like what were some of the things you learned while working with us
1: yeah, so I really loved that experience just because that was the first time I was actually in charge of doing stuff because some of my responsibilities was obviously reaching out, getting ticket sales and marketing the event at Iowa State. But then I was also managing a fashion show with a um Iowa fashion project for that Friday night for YEC. So I was like so stoked because that was something I've always wanted to do. I love fashion. So managing something was like that was so incredible. But I remember that semester, the spring semester, it was also a semester that I was really busy. So for me, going through that experience still being in classes was kind of tough, just because that's when I actually started to learn, I really need to schedule up my days in order to, you know, do really well in my classes, do really well being an intern for YC Because I was like, okay, this is my big opportunity to really be good and show you, Brandon, that I actually want to be a part of the team. Because after I started working with you, I started to get that mindset that you have also. I was like, okay, this is so cool. I want to be just like you. So I started to, you know, follow in your footsteps. I started to meet everybody from the team for YEC, and everybody was just so like minded. I've never met like a group of individuals who were so positive and I was just like okay like I want to do this so I think like the experience for that was just so opening for me because I mean when I was in high school I just saw everything It just like from my eyes I didn't really see anything else so that just really opened up my eyes to the other opportunities that you can really have when you are in college
0: and you're coachable too so you And this is great for people listening. If you really – what we're walking you through is how Saba went from being a college student lost to now she is a person that works at our team for doing with PR, help coordinate with events. She was just here for our mastermind and gets not only to be a part of the whole experience but she's working on our team and making money with us. And when we first started, she had to add her value. She wasn't getting paid anything but she – added value. She listened. When I said, Hey, you need to be at this event, whether it's been fly to Florida or go here, go there. You were there and read this book. You read the books, you followed it all. And looking back, I mean, now you're doing videos every day, day, best-selling author, and you're building your own platform while working with us it happened because you were coachable. You found yeah. somebody that has achieved what you want to achieve and you follow in their footsteps and you learn from them along the way. Most people don't do that. So looking back, I remember when I set you on the tax, I said, Hey, here, find the top list of podcast shows out there. And, and basically here's a template. Here's a release, send it to every single one of them. And we were, I was going on podcasts left and right. And then one of them you sent to me like, Hey, they have interest, And it was Grant Cardone's. I'm like, do you know who that is (laughs) at that time? And I didn't really know that much, but then you even negotiated with their assistant, like talk to them on the phone mm-hmm. and everything. And I remember uh, I was debating if I was going to go to Miami. And what did you tell me?
1: I was like, you should go. Because, I like mean, back then, I didn't even know who Grant Cardone was. But when I looked him up, I was like, why wouldn't you be there in person to do that interview?
0: Which led to me ultimately going. Uh, I, went, I, I can't believe I even thought of not going. I, I went. <laughs> And got in there and then talked with Grant for a while. And Caleb Maddox is in the studio the same day, which I didn't even meet him that day. But then ended up going, and that led to going on a tai Lopez show, which is domino effect. It led to many mm-hmm. other opportunities. But that was a very pivotal point of our brand and everything we were doing, and especially with our company. So that was something you did for us. You had value, and in return, like you got to be a part of more things. What were some things you've learned from me— as a leader, like me being a leader, and this could be like <laughs> interesting, like share it all, like whether it was um, you learned something or maybe you thought at that moment you thought I was an asshole and maybe <laughs> I was doing something that you didn't understand, but then you got. And mm-hmm. it really be real upfront because the point of this is for people to see what it takes.
1: Mm-hmm. So, after YC, I just knew that I still wanted to like work with you and still be a part of the team because I remember after the internship was over, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? It's like everything that Brandon was doing, I wanted to do the exact same thing. So I remember I was still after YC was over, I started to work with you with your company, Kisa Crowd. I did PR for that. I was still sending out and. Um, That year was my sophomore year, and actually that summer, I went to Los Angeles for another internship. It was because I needed it for my fashion major, but I remember talking to Brandon. I was like, it was like the day before I left or something, I was like, hey, like, I don't know if I'll be able to work with you in this summer, and then you're like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, when you come back, you can still work with me. And when I was in Los Angeles, I remember like throughout the entire summer, I was like Kind of upset because I felt like I was missing out on opportunities that I could be doing if I was working with Brandon and the team, and it was just so weird because I mean I had a great experience working with another company, um it was like a fashion company but something about me I was just like I feel like I'm missing out. So when I did um, finish my internship, came back in August, I started to work with you again, Brandon, but it was just something about that I was like, okay, that's not right, and then. Now I'm a junior, so this summer, we had the same conversation, and I was like, hey, I don't know if I should do an internship or not this summer. All of my friends were doing internships, and that's, like, what you're supposed to do. Obviously, it's a summer. Yeah. You're supposed to get an internship, so after you graduate, you get a good job. But I was like, I don't think I want to do one. And I actually got, like, offered one from a really great company. It was, like, Calvin Klein, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, you should take it and all of this. So I was like... I don't think I want to. So the moral here is I feel like the main thing that I got from you Brandon is to actually do your own thing and not follow what everybody else is doing. Because when I was in high school and when I was younger, I would do everybody. I would do the same thing everybody else was doing and I didn't realize that if I want to do something else, just don't do what everybody else is doing, you know? Like I didn't have to do that internship if I didn't want to do it.
0: It was back in April when you called me, you said, "Brandon, within 24 hours, I have to let this person know if I want the internship or not. hmm <clears throat> And it was going to be in New York, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, it was in New York.
0: Like two years prior, you probably would have been dying for the internship. Yeah. And what I told you, I said, what is your passion and what do you want to do? And basically, I think I told you, you shouldn't do the internship. hmm So you didn't do it, obviously, and you... You are working with us. But uh, I think that's one thing. So many people want to do the norm in business or in college. You want to do what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. What it comes down to is what is it that you want? And when you can be a part of some a team, and that's why I said, like, obviously, our team, you're going to have experience. Most people dream of because we get in front of some very cool projects and, and opportunities. And obviously, you took that, and it was a different route, but it helped build your brand. And it's doing the things that you want, not what everybody thinks you should do. Because in college, everybody wants you to do what they think you should do.
1: Exactly. And it's interesting because now everything that I have learned and the experiences that I have gotten, everybody's looking at me like, oh, you're so lucky. But I'm really not. Like, It's not that I'm lucky. It's because I put in the value. Like, I added value to you. I worked for free in the beginning and I saw like the – um, everything that you could do, like I could be doing the same thing. So it's not luck that I got, it's just adding value and seeing the opportunities. And then one opportunity leads to the next. And then like what you were saying, it's a domino effect. And hey, now two years later, I have now my own podcast show and now I'm a Amazon bestselling author. And never would I have thought that I would be writing a book now.
0: It, it's because you added value and you you believed in the vision and you kept working for it. And you took the advice of a mentor and went with it. And then you, mm-hmm. you, you did it in your own way. So, I mean, many things to take away. Like, this is the ultimate experience. I think every college student in this fucking country should listen to this podcast show. Because It shows what's possible. Mm-hmm. You didn't – it's not like your parents had a bunch of money. You lost your mother. You, you were lost. You didn't know what you were going to do. You were in college – and everybody else college, most of them, they're, they're kind of like, where are we going? Mm-hmm. But you broke out of that and you took your own path. You got experience is where to be like in the area where we're filming, to be able to meet people like John Lee Dumas or the Jeff Hoffman or Jake Paul or I don't know if you did meet Kevin Harrington. Yeah, Kevin mm-hmm. Harrington. Yeah. And be able to come down and be part of a premiere and, and be – uh, able to work and be a part of masterminds or one of the largest launches in history for different campaigns. Like, how many people could say they could do that? And you did it because you worked for it and you followed the principles that I shared with you and you followed even you've read how, what your, what's your biggest takeaway thing in Garish?
1: Oh gosh, there's a lot. I mean, I'm rereading it right now because I read it through once, but I want to really like go into each principle and, uh, see how it could help me. But I think the one chapter that I really like is the desire chapter, because I mean, that's like really, if you want something, you really need to like keep thinking about it in order to get like your end goal. And for me, like back then, like I didn't even understand what that even really meant. I mean, for me, it was like, okay, if I want something, like it'll either come to me or like I have to do the normal steps that someone would take in order to get that. So I mean, the mindset I have right now, it's something that I didn't even know was like possible at all. And I mean, in my book, I even talk about how like the feeling that I have right now, being in college, working with you and everybody else I met, it's like feeling secure in the sense of motivation, which is kind of like the mastermind principle. And a lot of people, they don't even know what that feeling is. And it's amazing because it's such a great feeling and you can't have that until you meet people that are like the same like-minded as you are, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a powerful book. And by the way, I I wrote the forward for the book and I actually, I don't, as you know, I don't read many books. I don't. I listen, but I did read this book. I actually read it before you published it. I read, I went through and it's mm-hmm. a very nice, quick read. Um, what are some big things people could take away? Why they should read the book?
1: So I structured the book. It's called Enrolling in Confidence, How to Live the Lifestyle You Want in College. So obviously I want to be an entrepreneur in some sort, but I structured the book so each chapter any college student can apply to their own life. So they don't have to be in entrepreneurship. They can be in engineering, in business, fashion, really whatever. But I structure it so I share like my tips and my strategies that I use in order to do the things that I can in college. So Some of the things I talked about is like scheduling out your days, how to invest in yourself properly. Like I talked about mental mindset and then physical mindset, because those are a lot of the things that I was struggling with when I was in high school. My first year of college was about like scheduling out your days. So many people in college are so flustered around, like they have so much stuff to do. They want to get that internship, they have like they want to get that job, but they don't know where to start. So, really scheduling out your days. In order to hit all of those, um, pinpoints and then like investing in yourself. You're in college. Everybody says they're broke all the time, but it's probably because they go and spend their money every fucking weekend partying and like drinking alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. That doesn't make any sense. Like, if you want something, save your money. And then when you have that chance, you can spend it on something that's actually going to be valuable in your lifetime. And for me, it was, yeah, it was back in January. It was for that plane ticket to come down to Orlando. A lot of people, they wouldn't spend their money on that plane ticket because they wouldn't think it would be useful. But for me, I saw the value in the people that I would be meeting there. It was during school. I would be missing classes. But that was, like, that didn't mean that much to me because the experience i'd be getting at the event was really priceless and a lot of people they don't understand that until they're actually in the position that like i'm in right now
0: it's building the relationships up i mean the college degree you got alone from just working with us was probably worth more than what you paid mm-hmm. at in college in itself and people don't look at it that way like think about that some people i once somebody said they were they're working for a, a company and they hated it Um, And they were getting paid X amount a year. And the way I flipped it around because I have worked corporate is I said, think of it this way. You're getting paid to learn on their dollar because when you do work with the company, you get experiences and you learn. The different thing is when you work with our company, we're not in corporate structure Mm. and there's more freedom. But you've learned like so much and you got experiences and you build value in a way where, hey, if you ever do want to take on, which I don't think you'll ever want to go work for anybody, but if you ever do, you got this guy right here. I'll be like, well, you would be fucking stupid if you didn't hire them. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's stuff like that. It's, it's testimonial, but it sometimes you got to see the things that you, the monetary you don't see the value of at the time, but in the long run, especially these relationships, are something that's worth six, seven figures down the road. It's worth so much, and you obviously saw that. You saw that yeah um, what do you what do you think the number one problem you see college kids why they like the the big obstacles they have why aren't they going and doing things like you're doing?
1: I feel like it really is their mindset, and they don't have that influencer or someone like you, Brandon, to show them there's so much more to college than just going to classes and like partying every weekend because that was my mindset when I was a freshman I was doing exact same thing every college student was doing they would go to class work their part-time job then go out every weekend and I think that's the main thing is they don't know or they don't have the mindset to do something different with their life because I mean it's just amazing to see like even my friends like I'm still I still have friends that are college students but their life is just still so like flustered because they don't have any direction to where they're going and I know like People stress out about finding that, like, right person they want to be with in college, like relationships. Like, people just skip classes also. Then they just don't see the value in anything. So it is mindset. I mean, one of the reasons I wrote this book is because I want to tell college students that they have so much value that they could be you know, giving to other people, but they just don't know what to do with themselves because they don't have a right schedule. They don't know how to invest in their money. They don't have a good mental mindset or anything like that. So it really is the mindset, what it comes down to.
0: You're, you're in the best part of your life right now, because like Gary Vaynerchuk says, even when kids are graduating, you are in the best opportunity in life. Go travel for six months, sleep on couches, go. I mean, you don't need a bunch of money, live life. Heck, rack up some debt like experience life and and learn because you could fail literally for the next 10 years turn 31 years old 30 and get started and like become hugely successful you you have so much opportunity ahead of you there's a lot of times of failure a lot of opportunity for you and you know that but you know like you're going the right direction everything you're doing is for the future most people don't see that Mm -hmm. I think it's the end of the world. They think they have to find that job. That's just what has to be done. That's what the norm is. They have to, um, do what their parents think is best for them. Clearly, you know, otherwise.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I remember I was, I was talking to one of my friends and she just graduated and she was actually kind of all their place because she couldn't find a job and she wanted to move to California. And I was like, Why don't you just move there anyways and then figure it out from there? Because, I mean, she's really interested in marketing and, like, Instagram and stuff like that. I was like, you could easily find somewhere there to work for, like, a fashion company or, like, a magazine company or anything. And it's just that, like, step that she has to take to just move there and then just figure it out from there. Because there has been a lot of the times, like, in college where I have gotten so many opportunities, but I didn't know exactly how to take Take them and run with it but it's, you take them and then you figure out how to do it later you know you, you
0: figure out how to do it later <laughs> you learn along the way and a lot of times we don't know what the next step is we just got to take it and then from there go and know that no matter what happens it's going to get us closer to where we really want to go
1: mm-hmm.
0: that experience look at the positive side of everything i think so many people are so used to looking at the negative of anything that can happen or they think about why it shouldn't just like you flying to orlando oh Why should I fly to Orlando? Most people will be like, why would you fly there on your own dime? You're paying to go there? Why should you have to pay to be at this event? Why why would you take off school? Why would you spend three days there? Why would you do it? They think all the reasons why. But why? Because you get it. You get it. Mm -hmm. There could be somebody at the event that could lead you to your dream opportunity. Might not be, but you don't know unless you go there. You don't know unless you actually make the point to go there most people don't make the point to go there because they always think of all the negative of why i mean heck you even booked it you booked the flight for me to do within 24 hour notice to go to forbes riley Forbes riley's event forbes riley um (laughs) she's been on the show check out the show and also kevin harrington's show but to get a 30 minute car ride with kevin harrington and You booked, you're like, Brandon, here's the flight. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm (laughs) I'm literally like right after that call, I'm like packing my bags. And I went down to St. Pete and then I got that car ride. Well, that ultimately led to a a huge business deal. It led to doing a campaign with Kevin, being in a book with him, making a best-selling author a book. um, Led to doing a mastermind with him. It led to having a good relationship. Led to both making a lot of money. Led to all these things because – I went there. It's like the Grant Cardone thing. Made last minute decisions, just do it. And part of me, yes, when I say, oh, is it worth my time? I got to pay for the flight, all these things. I always said, you know what? I'll figure it out. And it's always rewarded me, just like it's rewarded you. So for you listeners, if you want to, and I I hate because there's so many people where I offer opportunities and they don't take it. And it's like, oh, I gave them the chance to shine, just like I gave you. But you followed it. And other people, they have these opportunities, but they don't take it. because like, oh, I can't make that short of notice. I can't make it there in two days or a week's time. Yeah, you can. I've done it. You've done it. Stop making bullshit excuses. Just do it. If you have an opportunity, if you really want to have these huge goals achieved, you have to do things most people aren't willing to do. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to go out of your comfort zone, and you need to learn to adapt, just like you have adapted for everything that we're doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I remember I was so uncomfortable. Like the first, it was actually when I went through your first accelerator, you told me to do a Facebook Live. And I was freaking out because I've always been kind of shy in front of camera and stuff. I remember I was on campus and I was walking around for an hour to try and find the exact right spot to do my facebook live so nobody would see me but after i did that facebook live it got so much easier now i can literally just click record anytime do a facebook live talk in front of a camera do podcasts like this like it's about gaining confidence and it was funny because i want to share this quick story when i was in high school we had to do like a fake interview thing just to learn how you can do interviews and i remember i went to do this interview with a bank And she asked me, What are my strengths? So, one of them I said was confidence. But after the interview, she was like, Hey, you did a really good job, and I would hire you. But one thing that I saw that you lacked was confidence. After that interview, I was like, That's so weird because all my life I would tell myself my strength was confidence, but it really wasn't because I would always like doubt myself and I wouldn't even know it. I'd be like, Okay, I think I can do this. I think I'm great at being a leader, but. I really wasn't so everything that I've done now in college I took it because I was confident like I have a podcast show I did it with confidence I have a book now I did it with confidence and then I got over like my fear of talking in front of people because I actually did introduce you Brandon at YUC in front of like 500 people and all of my weaknesses like they're getting so much better because I have confidence in myself
0: confidence it's the number one thing people lack it's just going. It's just starting. And just know everybody else out there, they have the same thing in their mind. Like they're afraid to do things too, but they made the decision to do it. Heck, like the Facebook Live thing, I remember too. Like first time doing when I was like, oh, I don't know what I should say. But now, heck, I did one like four months ago where I did a Facebook Live in the middle of an airport. And I did what Tim Ferriss said. If you want to get over public like, speaking fear, uh, which I, I didn't have the fear, but I wanted to do it. I laid down in the middle of airport in front of a crowd with hundreds of people around me and I was doing Facebook Live and people gave me a weird look. You know what's <laughs> funny, I did that and I got on the plane and the guy sat next to me and he said, I gotta ask, what do you do for a living, man? Um that led to a great conversation and connection who he was leading like broker of this billion dollar firm. And he just stood out. I was confident. This has been a great show, Saba. This is uh this is cool to see, you know, Stories like yours is why I do what I do. Because obviously you know my goal is to impact one billion lives in a positive way on earth. And that will happen because of people like you. Because you're going to – you're already doing it, inspiring other people and other people. And it's a domino effect. It's expanding. And for anybody listening, just listen to this interview and see. It's not that complicated. She literally – Put herself out there, followed. It went from a a presentation she listened to. She followed up. She added value. She had opportunities that I gave her. Some people, most people wouldn't take them. She took it. She followed up. She added more value. She kept doing it, kept doing it without me even asking. And now she's a part of the team. So I always want to surround myself with people I can trust and I know that are going to help us. And when shit hits a fan, we have people that got our back. Because obviously, before you even started, it's not like it was about money because you weren't making any money.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, I love this show. This is fun. A couple things. One, what's your best advice for young entrepreneurs?
1: My best advice would be to really go to those opportunities because if I didn't go listen to Brandon speak, that one opportunity, I would never have imagined doing any of this. So... Put yourself out there. Go to these um, speakers. Listen to them. Go to events on campus. If you're in college, you have so many opportunities out there. So take them. And then don't be afraid to do something different. I mean, for myself, I didn't take that internship, and I probably learned a lot more this summer than I would have take like if I did take that internship. So don't be afraid to do something different. If your friends are doing the same thing as you, you know.
0: Good stuff. Working people, you have a podcast show dorm rooms, conference rooms.
1: Yep. And then you can find me, uh, more about myself at com.
0: And your book is on Amazon, correct? Yep. So we'll have it. I suggest it, uh, actually, by the way, I I did knock out of the park for that, that forward. That was pretty good forward. I, I, (laughs) because I like it, it was cool to see what you had created. Um, and it's a great book. I have read it. Um, quick read, good read. Definitely highly suggest that book. Check it out. And, uh, Reach out to Saba. It's been fun, Saba. You know, keep doing your thing. And you're inspiring a lot of college kids. And for you college kids out there, anybody, just look and see this story of what she's done and all odds against her. She overcame it. She had the confidence and she made it happen. Thank you all for listening. You know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show with Saba Ali. Talk about a rock star in college doing some cool things. You can check out more on the notes at livedogrind.com. Check out the podcast show. Check out all the notes we have there and the other assets also for her getting her book, How to Live This Lifestyle You Want in College, Enrolling in Confidence by Saba S. Ali. And check out our podcast show, dorm rooms to conference rooms. And uh, just some great stuff. She is going to be doing some great things and glad to have her on our team with everything we got right going on. Hey, you got any requests for interviews? Let me know. Send me a message at Brandon, Brandon at Brandon Snap me Adams 18 or just follow me on Instagram. Brandon T Adams 18. And let me know what's up. I love hearing from all of you. You're why I do this show. And as always, keep grinding away. You got to live to grind, baby. And go out there. Create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Bernard C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.